We're talking about the history of humanity and how we have been influenced. And it's like, we, we deserve to know that. And we deserve the technologies that are being suppressed because it's really just keeping us in that prison. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the It Can't Be a Joke podcast. This is a place where we have open dialogue about a variety of different topics, such as non-human intelligence, corruption exposure, spirituality, and ancient history and mythology. Our mission is to expose the truths and knowledge that have been kept from humanity for all too long. With support and global consciousness, our aim is to bring down the military, pharmaceutical, banking, and oil industrial complexes who are responsible for endless wars and keeping half the world in poverty. I'm Melissa Green. And I'm Kevin Kelly. Let's blast off. Let's. Hey, it's Melissa. Thanks for tuning in to our second episode. Today, we're going to be talking about stargazing, among many other things. But stargazing in the sense that when we stargaze, we are practicing conscious contact with non-human intelligence because that's what we're all about on this podcast. So we're going to get into our version of that conscious contact, other people's practices, and excited to dive in. It's going to be a blast. We're going to blast off. (laughs) So, Kevin, Melissa, we're talking about stargazing today. Yes, we are. And it's really, you know, at 31, one of my favorite activities to do Um, from, you know, past lives of this weekend's going to be, you know, we're going to be having a good time and we're going to go out on the town and do all that kind of stuff. And as you kind of move on from that in life, as it doesn't have the appeal and honestly it hurts your brain a lot um there's a lot more fun things to do and i think one of the fascinations that most people have had is in the night sky but they're not really focusing on it that much um because we're usually inside we're focused on what's going on on the tv what's going on you know just in the in sports or what show are we going to go see? What what bar were we going to that night? Or whatever your plans were. A lot of it is inside. And if you are outside, you're not really focusing as much on what's going on up in the sky. Kevin and I both think of stargazing and practicing conscious contact as sort of a meditation. You may have heard us mention Dr. Stephen Greer. He calls it CE5. And that really is close encounters of the fifth kind not to be confused with the third kind like the steven spielberg movie that's like obviously having one-on-one contact with an extraterrestrial but ce5 um, the fifth kind is having conscious contact so just through thought so kevin how did you get into ce5 well one of the first ways that i got into it was seeing the documentary that was made by dr steven greer And that was probably three years ago that I saw that documentary for the first time. And it was around the same time that I saw the unacknowledged documentary. Like I've said before, always had a fascination in this. And most people have had a fascination in this. But those documentaries were really eye-opening because unacknowledged is going to show you a lot of the 
documents and what's being hidden and a lot of the names of you know some people that were maybe involved in this close encounters of the fifth kind was about how to communicate with non-human intelligence extraterrestrials or call it in common tongue aliens (laughs) um and (laughs) basically what that documentary goes into is how to communicate with them and it's through your mind through using your brain and your thoughts and sending them to space but let me before i get to into into it i saw this documentary and i found it fascinating i would watch it pretty much every night when i would go to sleep there's a really cool part in the middle where they're showing a lot of the footage that they got with the song and it would wake me up and i'm just like so excited about it but that documentary opened my eyes and i i really wanted to you know try it to test it out because I had already seen some stuff moving through the sky before a couple months before in 2020, 2021. And that I had already been researching this topic for a while um, since they were like, yeah, we're still looking into UAPs. The government comes out and says that we're looking into UAPs, not UFOs, they changed the name like it has any other meaning. They're, it's the same exact thing. So like in, two, I think that was 2017 when they said that, I'm like, wait, they're and they're looking into this still? Right. And why did they really change it to UAP? Uh, I don't know, because they're trying to switch the narrative. Yeah. They're, they're trying to just make it their own little agenda. So they say, yeah, yeah we're still looking into this. And I'm like, wait, you were, you were looking in to this before so you were lying about this all along and that this is something that you're still in but we know that they know what's going on they're just hiding it from us because they don't want humanity to know like we've said before they've been visiting us for a long 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 time eons eons Uh, and if anyone doesn't know what an eon is that's one full solar not solar cycle but constellation cycle right an eon is in like 2000 but an eon, eon is an age it's an age so the age of pisces we're still in mm-hmm. so eon means age and each age is what 2450 years so that takes a long time to get through an entire cycle each one is an eon e- an eon age. an age so moses lived in the age of taurus and that was the bull yeah, and they the still blow the ram's horn because that's what taurus or taurus taurus yeah, is the ram and so it's funny because the age of pisces is the, the fish. fish and that's jesus with the fish and that's why fish it's on fridays the, the little fish symbol um the stickers on are, the back of everyone's car there was one i remember we moved to a new house and in my room there was a sticker like that on the window and i was like i was just mm-hmm. like curious about that sticker I'm like, Jesus, and then there's a fish. And I'm like, why? Right. Side note. He's just... duplicating all of those fish in the wine. Yes. And we're getting close to the next age. We have, what, 200 more years, 300 more years until we're in technically a new age, which will be the new constellation that's taking over. Aquarius. For the next two... It'll be Aquarius. The which age is... of Aquarius, which song was made about that. Yep. And it's kind of cool because I am an Aquarius. Yes. Uh, so, and that's the water. So what, is there going to be another catastrophic event? A flood. 
it's, I don't know. It's fascinating. And I hope it's much more like positive than that. An well, abundance, maybe? Yeah. Well, I'll know. We'll be a little light beings floating around. We'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so back to CE5 stands, you know, close encounters of the fifth kind. It's human initiated contact. I learned about this through Dr. Stephen Greer and the documentary that he has, which is free on Prime. And I highly recommend checking that out because it's just fascinating. Yeah. It's using your brain to communicate with non-human intelligence. It's a very fun thing to do with your friends. You can do it alone. I was doing it in the backyard of um, my house and was getting a lot of footage because I do like to document this because I want people to see it because otherwise people will just say, you're a kook. <laughs> um, and that's why it's nice to get it on film. I got into it a few years ago. And then Would you... you... Oh, go ahead. Is it easy to get into? It's it's the easiest thing that you could ever do. You literally just go stand outside and look up. Bring some Bring some coffee. Bring whatever you want. Bring some music. Whatever is fun for you. But it's literally you're just becoming an astronomer and you're researching the sky. And the fun thing is that you're going to start to memorize these different constellations, these different stars. Like we know where Jupiter is, Sirius, Betelgeuse, Bellatrix, all these different stars. at Venus. Pleiades. The, the Pleiades star cluster, which we have a really funny. We'll probably save that for the documentary. But yes. that story is hilarious um but you'll start to learn all these different constellations and then then you will start to see stuff that you won't be able to explain well what is that and then that's when you're gonna get kind of hooked on it like oh yeah let's go do this what are we doing this weekend you guys want to go stargaze and look out into the universe that sounds like a blast it's so fun you well we also have done it in wooded areas campsites obviously like your backyard mountain ranges just bring a blanket and a cooler it's really fun and you're you know immersing yourself in nature which the more i do it the less i want and the less i am around electronics but i'm less drawn to doing that now it's another one of those things that's freeing it's like it's exhilarating you, you, when you see stuff. I was talking to Kevin about when we saw like a couple meteors the other night. We weren't even looking for that long. We were out there for like 20 minutes, maybe 30, but it was still fun. And we were just, it was a great time. It, it's a blast every time. You're teaching yourself more about the universe every time that you do it. And I think it's important for people to know that because we're very, like, like I said before, we're kept inside you know you're working your job and then you're finally off and you're tired and you're gonna put on netflix and you're gonna chill out and there's nothing wrong with that because i do that yeah well what's also nice is like learning about the constellations and then hearing a story about i know we're not getting into the anunnaki but God. draco which was the diamond constellation shape you liked oh yeah and we haven't seen we haven't searched for that one in a while but the more you observe like you just it's quick to you know your memorization really kicks in we know perseus is you know to the left of Pleiades, cassiopeia we know where to find draco now and then you hear how these ancient civilizations have stories and it just starts to make you think of all of these crazy but magical things that probably did happen 
we disregard anything from ancient Sumer, uh, um, the Akkadians, the Babylonians. Like, oh, it was so yeah. long ago, and this is just what they made up to explain the the cosmos and the universe around them. And it's just this mythology that you know was made up. And but when you look at it, it's like that very well could have happened and i i do think it did happen um it was so long ago everything there's been so many events that have happened since then that it's buried in the ruins it's buried in the ground below us but i i find it more and more likely that this did happen and we're gonna do we're gonna one of the next pods that we do is gonna be diving into the anunnaki and the story behind it and the kind of tying it all in because that is it's like oh this this is pretty believable that um, non-human intelligent life came from a different planet to our planet and mm-hmm. we're looking for for gold and we're going to dive into it but yeah it's it's fascinating. Yeah, they're looking for gold. Looking for gold, we were able to mine it for them and it it would help uh, their atmosphere that was getting torn up by the sun they needed to block out and they use gold to put it into little particles to reflect some of the sunlight which you know they say with the the chemtrails and all that stuff that's getting sprayed over us it's to help curb global warming they're just showering chemicals on top of us and it's it's completely freaky it's It's unreal the what the shadow government and behind the scenes the kind of stuff that we have no say in and we don't get to have a say in yeah it's ridiculous but on the bright side we can still see a light being or ufo on a cloudy night on a day where there are chemtrails because the light always shines through and that's what we want to push we want to keep pushing that because it's true yeah just need need everybody on board Mm -hmm. um so we kind of consider ce5 a form of prayer because basically when you go out and do it you don't have to get too much in your head about it i think about looking out at the ocean and how it can be help you get into that meditative state i feel that same way when i'm looking up at the stars like it just kind of instantly puts you in that state where like all of your your busy mind just like really shuts off and if you want to dip, start dipping into CE5 or, you know, we just say, Kevin calls it praying to the stars, it's stargazing, it's meditation, and you can say a little something, you can pray to yourself and say something and start that way. You don't need to overthink it. You can say it out loud, you can just do it in your head, do a quick 10 seconds, you're sending your energy and your thoughts to space. You can say we're here right now we're in this location kind of try to show where you're at in your brain send that to the ether and just have whatever conversation you'd want it can be short it could be five seconds it could be 30 minutes it doesn't need to be 30 minutes though it can be something very short and sweet just have fun yeah be in good energy yeah once you start seeing stuff that's when you're like okay well there's definitely some cool. stuff going yeah on. and the cool thing that we have learned from uh, dr greer is that this kind of contact doesn't involve time and space so if these light beings are so advanced but that thought can travel 
instantly. Like Kevin mentioned, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind on Prime, they explain it really well. I'm not going to pretend I'm a scientist and explain it. Well, we have the proof, but we're saving that for the doc. Yeah, we, we got a lot of footage that is the way that we explain it is that what we were doing CE5, we were using our, our brains to communicate and we saw some wild stuff show up that we got on film. So Kevin, tell us about the very first time you did this meditation to the stars. Yeah, I was in Omaha, Nebraska, um, back in the hometown over the summer of 2023. And we were talking and you had mentioned how you were practicing astral projection and everything. I'm like, what is this? And you, you told me about it. I'm like, that sounds a lot like CE5, this documentary that you should watch with Dr. Stephen Greer. And that's how that, you know, you kind of, yes. that. I've, yeah. Once I saw the documentary, I was like, everything clicked in my brain about what I believed about science and spirituality. I felt like Dr. Greer just like so firmly put that into place for me, that belief. I was like, okay, that really solidified all of my beliefs around it. And also just reconfirming with you, like all the thoughts and ideas that you've had throughout your life, especially with the idea of like infinity or is God real? Is all those questions was really deep. What happens after you die? Or, you know, I was talking to you about this when I was a really young kid. Like, how yeah. do I know that everything I'm seeing is actually real? Those kind of like really trippy questions. It's like, oh, wow. So this kind of tied it all together. And um, you you were talking about astral project. I'm like CE five documentary, and you checked it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna practice this now. And so I remember I was back you know visiting uh, hometown at my parents, and I just did I just kind of laid in bed for like 10, 15 minutes, was just like kind of honing in and meditating. And then I remember you know like 30 minutes later or something, I was taking the dogs out in the backyard. And as I'm walking out there, I see this star in the sky that's very bright. Like, I didn't know which one was Jupiter and Sirius and all these at that point yet. Um, But I just saw a star that was super bright. So I was just looking at it literally in my head thinking, oh, that's a really bright star. And as I was looking at it, then suddenly it just disappeared. It was there and then it was gone. And then I'm like, okay, well, that was crazy. (laughs) And so then I get my phone out. I'm kind of just like walking around the backyard. The dogs are doing their own thing. And I'm looking throughout the whole sky, like, is there anything else out there? Is there? And then that's when, if you ever hear us reference moving star, I'll probably try to come up with a more creative name for it. But that's what it looks like. It's a moving star. It's as bright as a star. And if unless you were really paying attention, you wouldn't notice. But if you're looking, it's moving across the sky. So I'm filming that and I got this actually all, I posted a video to my, posted it to my drum channel because I'm a drummer and I like to play drums. And But I, we, we got the video, I posted it there of different footage that I got from the, from my backyard that day. But then also back when I was in Plymouth, I was also getting some stuff out here and I just wanted to get it out there. And basically the, the, the ones in Omaha, the first ones I filmed, they were moving, they were moving and then it disappears. And then another one is moving for about 10, 15 seconds, got it on film, and then it just disappears. Now, I'm trying to think what it could be. You know, there's there's the light being option, which is what I like to think it is, is that it's a light being. There's the satellite option, but what satellites do we know that are just solid white lights that are moving across the sky and then that disappear? That seems a little strange. So 
I got two different videos of the star that was moving across the sky. We're trying to think of the explanations for it. Light being, satellite, it's not a plane, but those are the only things that I could think of. It was strange though, because then it disappeared. And as I zoomed in on it, it seemed to not be moving in a straight line. There was a lot of interesting things about it. But we're gonna post that video in the description just so if you do wanna watch it. Yeah, um, you're posting it to also like get feedback too. Yes. Hey, what are these moving stars? Because we can't find any information on it. The the only information that I really find is you if you look it up, you'll see the Starlink st- what Starlink is. You'll see the Starlink train. And I I know what a Starlink train is. One flew right over my house and I actually got that all on film too. Um, I know there is satellites moving all throughout the atmosphere, right outside the atmosphere. They're all over the place up there. But why Why is it that they're just randomly... It doesn't make any sense to me. But it, there's two two explanations, satellite or lightning. Either way, they disappeared and they seem to be moving weird. It's all on film. You can go check it out on YouTube. We'll have the link below. But yeah, so <laughs> then... <laughs> That was just the beginning stages. I'm like, this is crazy footage. It doesn't even compare to the stuff that we're going to release in the documentary. Or compare to the first time I did it with you. Yep. You know, and I, I will say that, like, I was living in Phoenix and kind of in the middle of the Midtown City. And there was so much light pollution. I couldn't really, I would have to drive far out, which I have. But then, like, being out in the dark (laughs) wilderness alone is not something I recommend bring a friend if you're going to do it but I was meditating which is what I like to do before I'm going to go out and watch and like we mentioned like it's a prayer meditation like whatever feels good to you whatever little like if you want to do a ritual figure out what feels like good and fun to you but I like to do the visualization of being in the Milky Way galaxy. And then, you know, we're the third planet from our big star we call the sun. I'm in the Northern Hemisphere in North America, US. And then I was basically giving them Kevin's address from my address and seeing those visuals in my mind of like, okay, here's where I am. Okay, then we're gonna go all the way over to the East Coast, blah, blah, blah. So by the time I got to Kevin's, the first night we did it, it was really intense. Yes. And I just did not expect that. Stuff would happen when we were filming satellites so I could get comfortable being like, okay, yeah, those are satellites. Planes. Some of those satellites were moving weird and in tandem. and Oh, and then so many other things came out and wow. Well, I saw that one time I saw two moving stars moving in perfect parallel sync. They were moving across the sky like two dots moving and sound like what what is that what that is, is that what is it though i know that's the question yeah. and we don't know <laughs> at this point we there we're not given the information so we need to do the research ourselves so that way you can be like well you know, now i know what's out there and i know that that wasn't human whatever that was you know consciousness is where you are conscious of thought kind of like meditation meditation the goal isn't to not have any thoughts and be blank just don't let those thoughts control you look at them from a higher perspective from a higher self and just 
blow them away like a cloud. I mean, yeah, you want to have a clear mind and you'll hear people uh, get messages from some of the NHI that they make contact with. I guess I kind of call them downloads. It's almost like a voice coming in that's not yours or it's intuition. Everyone probably feels it a little bit differently. For example, some people feel anxiety and I clench my jaw. Other people feel it in their back or their hips. So intuition can be felt in different ways. I get a lot of like messages through other people um, and sometimes animals for sure. The whole idea about conscious contact and meditation is being aware of your thoughts. And that's a big part of it. I feel like, and I've been practicing meditation since 2016. So it's definitely a practice. And I feel like it's a muscle that you have to train. Like when we were doing CE5, the second or third night I was here, I was telling you how during my meditation, I kind of move up my chakras and feel this energy building, this excitement, this really good, exciting energy. And I just try to pull it up to the crown chakra and then release it out there with a good intention and a good thought. And that's been really helpful for me with CE5. And again, about rituals, we kind of prepare for it. It's now part of our daily life. It's a, basically we treat it with love and importance. And I think that has been beneficial. And we want all of our friends and loved ones to, to also see it. Yes, to see what we're talking about. I know, Kevin, you had some friends asking you about meditation. You know, you mentioned earlier how long, like, it doesn't take long. But when you're first going out and doing it, and sometimes some nights, you know, we might see a couple moving stars and that's it. But stay out for a half hour or an hour. I had a friend reach out and was just kind of asking, like, what? Do, so what exactly are you talking about? And because I'm, I'm kind of into that, the spirituality or consciousness and obviously space and non-human intelligence this is all right up my alley and um so yeah i had a friend reach out about that and it's that's what we're excited about doing and yeah, we want to get a bigger group of people that are into this and talking about it yeah it's an instinctual thing and yeah and it gets you more in tune with your intuition so that's another really great thing about stargazing in general and i they also have asked what's a good ce5 session or they've asked how long should you do it for a good session is about an hour i would say that gives you enough time because if you go out for five minutes and you don't see anything you're going oh, i want to go inside Man. then you run inside um it sometimes takes longer than that it's, mm -hmm. i would say a good session is an hour um, if you're not seeing much, I mean, go back inside. It's your call. But, you know, we've done it for, we see stuff usually within an hour and it's like. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then like more stuff that first night. I mean, we saw so we, stuff skipping in and then out. Oh God. And, the one and sh sh yes, there were major, major ones and well, like. One of my first ones was something that Kevin described, like a huge camera flash, and then it disappeared, and it was oh bright yellow. It was it was like a yellow highlighter. That one was, I remember I saw the tail end of that. And then, yes, the camera, so the moving stars, and I've seen this happen. 
don't have it on film because you'd have to be pointing at the exact right spot. But basically like a camera flash in the sky. Imagine you're at the other end of a football stadium and you see a camera flash. That's up in the sky. And then out of that came a moving star. That makes no sense to me. A huge bright flash and then a moving star out of it. It seems like something might have just warped into this dimension or just stopped its fast travel. And now it's here. Now it's just chilling, moving. It's, yeah. it's wild. But then also... I think we could probably share the Zeus Thunderbolt story, or do we save yeah. that for the doc and keep a teaser? I mean, it's up to you. The Zeus Thunderbolt, we can also just share it in the doc too. Yeah, but we will. We were basically, I was talking a little bit about to Melissa about the Anunnaki, and we were talking about Zeus and how Zeus and the, the Greek gods could have just been the same as the Sumerian gods, just in a different language, tongue, and a little bit different of a... Um, a tad bit different of maybe the background story yeah but basically the same story and i was kind of explaining zeus and we were talking about zeus and said his and name. i and we also were talking about yeah because jupiter is Jupi- the brightest at that time and i was like oh i remember they named a mozart symphony as jupiter symphony because it reminded them of like zeus throwing his lightning bolts and i was like and, he's the lightning bolt thunder god yeah jupiter and zeus are the same god Right. And that's that's between Roman and Greek and it's it's fascinating but we're talking about Zeus. We're under Jupiter and Pleiades and it's a very clear night and 5 minutes later across the entire night sky we saw what looked like a it it was it zigzagged, it was extremely white. It was like you took a highlighter and highlighted it through the sky like the yellow one you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But this one was white and it looked kind of like what a lightning bolt would look like but it covered the whole sky and then at the very end of it was a big circular like white ball that was like we were just like holy shit yeah the line the streak that they make or the lightning bolt it's thick it's not some thin little thing you see off of a falling star or a shooting star it's it was very thick that's why i say highlighter it's like you know you've got someone up there just looked like they had a big highlighter yes exactly (laughs) and we were just like we were actually looking at two satellites that were coming together it was we were drawn in and then right where we were looking suddenly zeus's thunderbolt it was like okay this is this is even every single time it happens your belief will get stronger you'll just be like yep yep and then at the point where you're just like well this is what i want to do now yeah and i want to talk about this and we need to dive more into this and we need to look at the the narrative that is written by these creepy behind the scenes pieces of shit. Well, you that... mentioned the CIA and they are all about remote viewing is what they would call it. Oh yeah. Spying they... on people through that consciousness, conscious, through consciousness and explain it, it more. I think the CIA has way more involved as far as mind control, but someone can, I don't know how to explain remote viewing. No, it's 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 using your consciousness to view a place that you're not. It's very similar to what we're talking about here. Yes, it is. You're viewing a place, yes. So you can go to a place in your mind and view. Like when I was doing astral projection, I was out in the galaxy and my body was really just like a shadow moving. But because I was in that you know hypnotic state you know i was my thoughts were out there yeah you know so that's a little bit about remote viewing yeah it's just like what we're talking using consciousness to communicate it's you know using 
your consciousness to view something. And it's, it's definitely a very intense subject when you learn that the CIA has invested in that and they're, they're using it and they're, and it just goes back to how creepy the CIA is. Like, yeah, these, these kind of things that they won't acknowledge to the great masses and they threaten everyone so they won't and they threaten your life and your first they'll threaten your family's life so that's why so many people obviously stay quiet that would scare the shit out of me i wouldn't say anything if they were like yeah your spouse and your kids are gonna be taken out before you i'm like it's makes you 10 times more scared but I'm, that's why in the first episode we mentioned Dave Grush and the whistleblowers who are doing really important work and putting their life on the line. The CIA acts as a legal mafia, it seems. Mm-hmm. That they're doing all the same stuff that the mafia would do, but they're doing it legally and they don't have any repercussions for their actions. No. And we'll, we'll dive into many of those cases, especially JFK. We're going to look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other the other item was that, oh, it's one of the presidential can- candidates. Vivek that, Ramaswamy? Yes. And okay. so here's another item that we wanted to share with you. Yes. That he, he basically is saying that he wants to abolish the FBI and, you know, everything. And he doesn't really have any good backup for it when he tries to explain if people question him. Um, but it, it's funny that he wants to ab- abolish and get rid of the FBI. So what? The CIA can be the only one in power and have no checks and balances. And the other right. item that we wanted to also bring up mm-hmm. is he's in one of those fraternities from Yale, kind of like Skull and Bones, which we've done some more research on lately. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are connected to the secret societies and corruption that have been in the Skull and Bones Right. Secret societies. And I don't know if he was necessarily, I don't even know if they call it Skull and Bones directly. They probably do. But he's in some secret society from Yale, which is where we're learning a lot of like <laughs> these people in the CIA and the ones that are running the country and the world behind the scenes were in these secret societies like Skull and Bones. I mean, Illuminati. We all know about Illuminati, the Freemasons. Yeah. But he um, is in that and he wants to abolish the FBI. So what? The CIA can be the number one. What yeah. good would that do? The FBI keeps the CIA in check. They get frustrated with, <laughs> with the CIA. It's, yeah, because what? Then they don't get to do whatever they want with no repercussions for their actions. But, and they get drug into a lot of dirty work. They fuck over a lot of people. So back to the main topic. It's Yeah, well, they, they do remote viewing, and I truly believe that we can flip things around get the pendulum swinging the other way because your brain is so powerful you know when you get into the science behind it and just if you don't get it the first time like keep doing it and find someone who has really good energy that you match with that would you'd feel safe with because that's the best way to do it you don't want to bring someone along who you have to drag or who's yeah if they're not into it it's not going to be fun and you want to make sure that you're safe that if you're going out to do it somewhere 
you want to do it on a clear night, obviously, and you don't want to do it in the middle of the city. And you hopefully, want to go out to where it's a little bit more clear. But yeah. do it if you're going to travel out to the country to do it. Go with people. If like, do it from your backyard alone. That's totally fine. But you just want to make sure that you're safe and that you're with with people if you're going out to travel to do it. Yes. Another question that people have had is, are you scared? Would you ever say mm-hmm. that you've gotten scared doing it? That one time, I was scared of humans. That one time, right. Yeah, which is, it's a phenomenal story. And it was a an incredible, crazy experience. But doing CE5, no. I mean, right. I've done it in safe areas. And when we have made contact, it's always a really exciting, peaceful experience. Yeah. If you get a light being showing up in the sky that just appears out of nowhere and then suddenly it's just bright light in the sky shining on you, that's going to be pretty wild. And yeah. you're going to go, wow, okay. Um, but exactly, <laughs> the, the biggest thing to fear, it seems like, is more of just like humanity. But also, if I was to see a spacecraft, not from this planet, land on the ground right in front of me and we have extraterrestrial beings walk out, I mean, I would be so exhilarated and yeah i would be very scared but at the same time my life would be like everything would come full circle it would be right there Mm -hmm. you would get to talk to them i mean or communicate with them there was a story on um that extraterrestrial um series that we watched on prime et's among us oh i love that et's among us is such a good series but it was some sergeant who said you're told one of his guys that he was going to have an experience and that it was going to be so intense. Like the guy just kind of blacked out, but it's because there's when you have communication through eyesight, there's so much energy and just so much energy and knowledge and stuff happening that it wears out your, your, your whole body, your whole mind, everything. Cause it's so intense. Yeah. That would be cool. I would be scared if, like, something walked out I'd never seen, but I'd be really curious to know what that experience is like. It would answer the riddles of humanity's view of the universe, for you at least. You'd be like, yep, okay, well, now it's, you know, it's happened, and it's happened to me. And it's like we don't even, we don't necessarily need that much more because we've what we've seen in the sky. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it would be so... It would be really cool. And that is going to wrap up episode two of the It Can't Be a Joke podcast, where we cover CE5 and meditation to the stars. Remember to follow us for updates. Just search for It Can't Be a Joke on Instagram, X, YouTube, and Patreon. What are your thoughts on this episode or stories you'd like to share with us? We want to hear from you. Shoot us an email at it can't be a joke at gmail.com. And don't stop looking up. Thank you.